So it's like a local hiring. I like how that's how this podcast is yeah. going to start today. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Cinema Buns. Are you ready right now? <laughs> God. This bit will never get old. No. <laughs> <laughs> Introduce yourselves, assholes. Uh, that's, I'm, I'm Kevin. Kick you fuckers. Hey. I'm... <laughs> that caught me up going... <laughs> Wait, if he's Kevin, who am I? <laughs> who is Kevin? Hey, I can only do it once. I might as well do it on the special. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is special? It's kind of... It's going to be coming up, I'm I sorry, guess. I'm sorry. It's, it, it's, in the, it's in the making of a special. <laughs> sure. Oh, say your names! I'm waiting for Mike to say his name! <laughs> Sucker! I am also Kevin. I'm Mike. Okay. <laughs> God damn it. You guys didn't figure it out. Um... I, uh, welcome to This Week in Cinema Buns. Uh, Mike, what are we talking about this week? Uh, we're, we're, we're talking about, um... <laughs> I'm sorry. I just threw a little... Okay, I'll just, like, I can I'll just, it. I can fuck it. I'll just grab, no, I'll, no. Just, I'll grab your balls. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Alright, so this is part one of our block of... Arizona-based filmmakers, not necessarily born here, but they they reside here. <laughs> they, they, they reside here uh, and may have filmed here uh, or New Mexico because New Mexico is where is easier to film <laughs> is more financially able to film in. Um, so uh, this episode, we'll be talking about a close friend of the show. <laughs> That's bold to say it. Oh, uh, right. uh, famed screenwriter Chris Lamont. Um, and so this first movie that we'll be talking about is directed by his uh, friend Joe Russo. And both him and Joe Russo, uh, not the one you're thinking of, <laughs> uh, wrote this movie. Ar- Ar- the Arizona Joe Russo, not the California Joe Russo. <laughs> not, the, not the Avengers Joe Russo. Um... Wrote this movie. Uh, it's a lifetime movie. The Au Pair Nightmare. Yeah. yeah. Good job. God, I'm glad we picked that up. Man, so that, that was that was a mouthful. Of yeah. I, I was gonna just say the two movies and continue moving forward, but man, you actually <laughs> explained it. We don't. Let's not spoil the second movie. You, wait. You what? said it. At you the beginning. said it at the beginning. I I only said Au Pair Nightmare. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Well, Man, okay. we are lost Either way, we're, we're, we're talking about some films because uh, we have an upcoming uh, interview with Chris Lamont. Our first special guest. Yeah. Woo! We're very excited for it. So in preparation, we decided to watch a couple of his movies and uh, they were watches for sure. Um, so Oper- yes, we watched them. Yes. So Au Pair Nightmare. Uh, fucking... What's it about, Ritter? Set Oh, okay. Paint us, paint us a picture. So, for those that don't know, an au pair is a live-in nanny. 
Basically, you hire someone to just live in an empty room in your house and take care of your kids. And you roll a dice on whether or not they'll fuck your husband. Yes, and if if you guessed already, yes, rich people do these because it's they're not cheap. <laughs> they live in your fucking house, and it's about we're following our character Taylor, um, who discount Anna Kendrick. Yes, who decided to get a job as an au pair and gets introduced to the Caleb family and. Uh, uh, hijinks ensues. Uh, so um, near like immediately. <laughs> yeah. So okay. Are you, are you calling a, a, a drunk driving accident? I think. <laughs> yeah, that's how it. Okay, that's how it <laughs> fucking starts. So you show murder. Taylor getting proposed to by her like boyfriend, who's named Brad. Uh huh. And like he's like, "Were you married?" Yes. And they're in the car and they're looking at each other and they stop. They stop at an intersection, but somehow a drunk driver still T-bones the shit out of Brad. Coming, yeah, and it kills the, him. Like based off of the lighting, you can see that the car is coming from the passenger, like perpendicularly from the passenger side, which there should be a building in the way. Yeah. If they're stopped at like an intersection, because it's like a, a one lane like street. Or a uh, two-lane street, like a uh, two-way, one-two-lane street. Yeah, because they're not actively going through the intersection. <laughs> they, they, I literally were at a red, their red light. Yeah. And the drunk driver had his uh, target. Face through, face through hey. the building. <laughs> and then they hit know him to like, stop a drunk driver once they figure out a target. <laughs> <laughs> they lock into it. <laughs> he was driving, he's like, I must kill Brad. And, hey, uh, I mean... Yeah, so the... Did Brad get any lines? No. No, he didn't. No, he said, I love you. Yeah, he said, I love you. I think, yeah, that's because that's he doesn't even say, will you marry me? Yeah, he, he, says, he says, so will you? Because, <laughs> like, lights on this store light up and say, will you marry me? And he gets down on one knee. Oh, and he just doesn't actually say the words, will you marry me? He just goes, so? Huh? Come <laughs> is on. That, is that a, is that, like, a... Would you say that like that like a romantic way to propose to someone you is like get the store owner to light up uh, a sign that says "Will you marry me" it, at like the ass crack of like two a.m. It's it's and a, hope that you walk by at the right time when it triggers. It's a way to That's ask. I mean, whether or not it's the most most romantic or not, I don't know. Do it think, depends on who you are. Do you think like um, some unrelated, unsuspecting couple walked by? At the other times when that will you marry me? And he's like, like damn it, I didn't want this. And it was like the night he was gonna break up with the girlfriend. And he's like, oh, hold on a second. Whoa, no, 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 no. Like, yes, yes. And he's like, fuck. <laughs> um, but so the headlights blare. You hear the car honking, and it cuts to her and her sister, uh, Kevin's it, new waifu. It It match cuts to uh, Taylor sitting in a car in a dealership so it's like they're car shopping um but she's like stuck in a daydream remembering the murder of her fiance um she's completely healed from that accident by the way absolutely yeah. no scratches well that's because like six months have passed i don't know can you yeah, i don't know depending on the accident the you can still be dealing with it like two years after i it's unclear how long ago it is that she literally died. said she, the sister literally said six, six months. months it's yeah. been six months since brad's Accident. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's also it makes it seem like she wasn't. In I, 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 like, I like to think that she got T-boned, but it was but like her car 
was like a Subaru or something like that, so it protected her just right, but, but only could, her. But they, only her. Not so, Brad. Only one half, the, the passenger side, crumpled, and then the <laughs> other half... Do you guys remember that Subaru commercial where it's like, the dude like walks up to a Subaru that's like got crushed in T-bone, he's like, I would not have made it without my Subaru. And then he, and <laughs> oh, he, so, he goes, yeah. so he goes inside, he undoes like the uh, freaking shift. Yeah, he, he like he gets like the little stick shift thing, and he mm-hmm. or pulls out the little ball, and he takes that with him, and he puts it on his new Subaru. And Old then it, memories. <laughs> and then you know Subaru goes off their whole spiel about like their new airbag system and everything like that. So I'm like, yeah. all right, that's that's very coincidental because also after Taylor had that accident, she took Brad's head and then and <laughs> screwed it onto her new boyfriend um, <laughs> and just held it for. Um, I think. It's where you get in, the nightmare part. Did we talk about if we like this movie or not? Or just like oh, kind of we just kind of we just really jumped into it. Yeah. So did you guys like Base the impressions? Movie? Um, Spoiler-free impressions right now. I enjoyed it, but I think it got bumped only because we watched it together. So we had a bunch of jokes and stuff that just kind of made it funnier. They Whereas were, they I'm, weren't good I'm, jokes, by the way, you're not missing. No, them. yeah, they were good jokes. They were not good jokes. They were just very racist. We can't. Just, we can't okay. repeat. <laughs> I'm kidding. Very racist. Very belligerent. It was. It's belligerent. Not, <laughs> we were all drunk, <laughs> and this was two minutes ago. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, I but, thought it was. Good. Yeah, it was still good. It was serviceable. I, it was, yeah. From my uh, extensive experience of having to sit through my mother watch Lifetime movies. Uh, it is on par with Lifetime movies, um, and it's, like, kind of just really professionally done. Um, the production values were good. Uh, the, the shot composition and stuff was competent. It yeah. was basic, but it was competent. I, everyone yeah. was acting was serviceable. Um, whether or not I liked it, yeah, it was okay. <laughs> yeah, I was saying, it wasn't like, I mean, it didn't, like, knock me out of the park I mean, the like main that. character's sister... Kara was like my favorite character. Yeah, and mostly yes. because she made one joke at the beginning. Yeah. No, mostly because she like the way Ritter's she, a simp for puns. The way she acted the character was just the most genuine. And like <laughs> like the way she talked is how a human would talk. Because <laughs> oh like God. for the rest That's of the a good thing. <laughs> well, for the rest of I'm the movie to what else we're gonna talk about, well, kinda yeah. For the rest of the movie, like it feels like the dialogue is super stilted. Like they say their lines run after another after another and they don't let it flow like a normal conversation would. Like they're scared to have more than half a second of like pause. So yeah, so what I liked about Kara's character, uh like her writing other than uh, her voice. <laughs> Kevin uh, was like, I could have her whisper in my ear all night. <laughs> saying, good job, gamer. <laughs> or insult me. <laughs> um, the fuck was that? You could have special summoned, you fucking <laughs> cuck. Oh. Uh, was that um, the Caleb couple, um, John and Alessandra's dialogue, are all very sus. Everything they say yeah. is either really suspicious, weird, or horny. <laughs> yeah, very horny. <laughs> um, and, uh, but, like, I think hers is very just kind of, like, it, it reminds me of a little bit of, like, just kind of Marvel dialogue, it's, which is terrible that, <laughs> like, we now have, we now call it Marvel dialogue. It's that sarcastic uh, kind of just, like, off always, the cuff. Uh, yeah, like, just kind of that person that always, like, just makes jokes and everything. Um, but 
that's because it's like successful and it's also kind of good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I like. I kind of like. I grew to like that dialogue. That's um, also Kevin's dialogue on a daily basis, so that's yeah. kind of why he probably vibes with it so much. I'm now waiting for someone. Uh, to be, I need an acquaintance named Taylor so that I could say that this Everything blank is tailor made for this blank is tailor made for you. <laughs> it, uh, it was the best worst pun I've ever heard. Good job, and, Chris. And I'm gonna use it I for every for fucking too, so I get you. chance I can get. We don't we don't care if someone else wrote that line. We're crediting you. Yeah. Um, no, but is that is that the oh, we should, we should, we should ask him when we get the chance to say who like, wrote that who wrote that, who wrote that joke oh, was man. it you or Joe Russo <laughs> we need to know who to simp for now <laughs> we need to know who to give a high five to who, who we need to get a framed uh, signed photograph of um, so I mean story writing it very very early was like this is suspicious like Kevin said yeah. like everything they do is says. Now they every time every time uh the the rich bitch like basically um who by the way is cartoonishly evil and bitchy <laughs> yeah now, the think, second she appears I think on she's screen like, uh she's like a very much lifetime Karen. movie character not a Karen but like she's she exists in like every lifetime movie character and I think that's like kind of on purpose you know she's uh the the suspectful like. A woman that's uh, either out to steal your husband or thinks you're going to steal her husband. the The twist is she's okay if you steal her husband. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that part. And then you got discount Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> yeah, as the husband. I'm glad you think so. Yeah, uh, we got we got great value uh, Anna Kendrick and great value Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> um, Kellogg's. This is, this is specifically uh, uh, kind of long curly hair Mark Ruffalo, and he's like. The thinner, but he's still got the grays. Yeah, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, literally my note, which I wrote within, I think a minute of the wife appearing on screen. The wife is a bitch. <laughs> but I mean, like uh, her first intro, uh, her first scene that she's introduced to is her literally uh, saying no to her employment. Like it was supposed to be like the second phase of the job interview and she's like no <laughs> like I don't know why Roberta like moved you forward we asked for someone with experience <laughs> and, but I felt like early on she could have played off better as just being legitimately like no we wanted someone with more experience I don't think this is going to work instead of we specifically asked for someone with experience. To be fair. There's no reason you should have been introduced to us. To and be in f- fact, you need to leave. To be fair, after seeing the whole movie, her character makes so much more sense, like, thinking well, back on it. Yeah, but... But, like, in the moment, it's very off-putting. Yeah. But, but, like, it does make sense once you figure everything out. Well, at that point, I feel like there could have been a certain subtlety. That could have been given. Like, have the craziness ramp up over the film. Those people were anything but subtle in that entire movie. That's the thing. (laughs) You could have started at subtle and built up instead of starting fucking half-cocked with with crazy and then just fucking break the dial as the movie goes. Because it does have... They were immediately sus. Yeah, Yeah, they were immediately. Now, it does have a red herring. Yeah. uh, Like, moment where you think the story is going one direction... And then it fucking goes, nah, it's just this. And you're like, what the fuck? Okay, sure. Yeah, it did get us good. So I, 
that was fun. Uh-huh. But like, yeah, I don't know. There it, was a um that so uh going back to that introduction scene to where Alessandra um and the couple was introduced. Uh, I just thought it was like kind of very funny. Like they they fucking flat out reject um, Taylor. She the, yeah, wife, the wife does rejects yeah, Taylor. And then, uh, but like before John gets a word and he's like, "Oh, you're you're firing her already." Okay, but it takes the daughter coming down the stairs, going like, "I like her." Yeah, <laughs> it's like as if she was like a puppy. Yeah, like, we're gonna keep her, right? You're gonna live yeah. here now, right? Yeah, and, just, and then the dad just makes the executive decision. No, I have. Yeah, no, I'll fuck whatever my wife says. <laughs> yeah. Well, he made a, a sounding argument later on saying, like, look, we kind of need someone anyways, and if our daughter likes her, I mean, we, you know, we might as well just roll with it. Yeah, because, like, the whole premise is they need an au pair because uh, the wife is working on a book, and she needs, like, this time to dedicate solely to the book to get it done Mm -hmm. by a certain date to show to publishers yeah yeah so that that's the like reasoning why they want an au pair they want someone to play with the daughter and just make sure she doesn't fuck anything up while the mom's working and that's kind of realistic because like uh for an author or anyone that's kind of like creative once you're like either in the zone or you have like kind of that that spark of inspiration you do not want anything to distract you and like which is understandable uh in uh, that she also has, like, uh, the office. Like, a lot of people who work from home have, like, an office that you set ground rules. Like, no one's allowed in here. Her ground rule is that you're not allowed in the door. Or near you're not the door. At the, near the door. You can't touch the or door. Or in the same hallway as the door. You know what, motherfucker? If you look at this door, I'm going <laughs> to pluck your eyes out. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, oh my at, one, God. at one point, she was, do- she would, like, was, was literally do- passing by. <laughs> yeah, she was just walking by, and she heard, like, glass breaking in the office. And then the wife comes out and goes, I thought you knew the rules of this office. Why? Did, then they did my husband already confirm the dinner for tonight? So what are you even doing here? And it's like, and Mike and I were both like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, what, I can't just breathe? <laughs> she followed the rules. She didn't knock. She didn't disturb you or anything. She just happened to be by the door when you were flipping out in there. And like Kevin's calling us out, calling us rule, rule lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a taste of the jokes that we were talking about. Yeah. That, that were not good. It's real lawyers. <laughs> yeah, but, um... I mean... I think we already touched on shot composition and stuff like that. It was it was serviceable. It was decent. I mean, there were some parts where there were like dramatic moments where they went normal Dutch angle, <laughs> Dutch <laughs> angle. It's a, it's this a, movie would be a fun drinking game. It's the sh- it's uh oh, oh god. It's yeah. basically I think only done whenever Alessandra goes <laughs> into like her evil mode. Yeah, yeah. The camera's too good by the way. Yeah, because she's like. I think she's normal, a normal human being. I think at twice in this movie. No, no, but she's hella horny. Or yeah, like she's either horny, horny or angry. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's like whenever she fucking teleports from somewhere off screen, and then the camera pans to her, it uh, like immediately pans to her, and then zooms all dollies in, and then twist angle into a Dutch angle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as as if to like create just dramatic like tension and surprise. So I feel like we should clarify why we keep saying she's either horny or angry. Um, What's the other side of her? Why is she horny? So <laughs> or, the whole lead up, mm-hmm. we were making jokes that like 
the husband was giving her a tour, like, here's my fuck dungeon, here's here's my Fifty Shades of Grey room and stuff, and then... Here's my collection like, of... Like, uh, I'm going to force you to describe this part. Oh, God. So, what, what, what happened? What's the arrangement? Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so... But, well, I want you to set the scene of initially where... Like, things start popping off, and we're like, oh my god! It pops off in the weirdest way. Like, they're just in the kitchen, right? So, okay, actually, let me really back up. So, we're sitting in the spoiler territory at this point. Um, So, it starts off, uh, so she puts the daughter to bed, locks the door, which is already weird. It's another, like, red flag that you kind of get early in the movie, is, like, they lock the daughter in a room. I don't judge family, like, yeah, uh, but... Yeah, but anyways, they lock, lock their daughter. In room, they, yeah, they lock the daughter in her room. Part of their culture, when, you know, they, yeah. when she goes to bed, because she quote unquote sleepwalks. Anyways, so she walks down to let him know that she she just put her to bed, mm-hmm. and then there the the two, um, Caleb's right. Yeah, the Caleb's is the Caleb's is the is. Uh, they're celebrating because the wife was able to get two chapters done. Like just a kind of an and, accomplishment. And this is the first time you see the other side of the wife because she's actually smiling. So she, she's she's nice. She's very flirty. <laughs> and she, only during this part. Only though. yeah, only during this part. And they're drinking, having a good time. She offers her a drink, and then like so like. They're like, yeah, they're like, they're listening to some music. There's, they're, they're like, yeah, they're, like they're, they're celebrating. But then uh, the, the the guys, the husband starts playing some music. And it is some smexy music. And they, sure, uh, under someone's opinion, it's smexy. But they start like, <laughs> but then horny <laughs> dancing. Then they start dancing with each other. And she's still there. She's like, okay, they're going to be dancing. I'm just going to. Can you drink in the champagne or whatever it is? <laughs> but then they get into it. They are like twenty year olds just grinding in a club. Okay, now, now to to reiterate, this is like a lifetime movie that would air on TV. It's a TV fourteen movie. They so by grinding we mean lifetime grinding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As, as in, like, they're, they're just kind of waving yeah, their bodies around. Yeah, I'm but they're also they are, they weirdly are, making eye they, contact they with her. Making eye. Like, they are, yeah. So, like, they're, 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 first, go they're first really thing. intimate, like, with each other. And I'm, like, sitting there with, with these two, and I'm, like... And I'm like, why is she still here for this? Why is she watching this? <laughs> like, is this like is she like a lot unleashing like a new fetish of hers right we're, now? We're all like, they're into it. She's getting into it. You yeah. know, they're gonna invite her in. Yeah, and yeah because she's she's still there. I'm wondering why. Because they are really they are really getting into it now. You like, don't understand how awkward it is to like have to be a third wheel. In a couple, <laughs> yeah, you just say, "Cool, you Where guys just, have it's fun. It's I'm gonna too, go do my thing." Yeah, no, it's just too awkward to leave because they invited you and they're like making eye contact. No, it's not. You, you just leave. If they're dancing like that, I would just be like, "You know what? I appreciate the drink. I'm getting tired. I'm gonna go to bed while you guys just fucking dry hump in the middle of this <laughs> yeah. room." But That's no, what I say. It's not a hard thing to just kind of walk away, but she's like. She's like watching. She's weird out at and first. And she's like, she's weird giggling at first, but then, but then she's she like, starts. Oh, she starts getting a little into it. She like, starts, she's like, watch. She's like, like you know, messing with her hair, and she's just like drinking her champagne and, and intimately watching these two like and, get it and on. And by the way, we're making dumb jokes the whole time. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, it's good. And then and finally, it, the wife's like, care to join us? Yeah. And we fucking we're pop off. We're just like, it. what the fuck? <laughs> and, 
and like she she's like yeah kinda like, she's kind of like yeah i kind of do and then like she's like and then so, so the husband's like go go play a song you want to play and then join us and then yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she plays a song, and it's like it's like depressing country music. It is a depressing country music. Song. I don't think it's depressing. I it's think really it's just depressing. like a slow country. Either way, it's not the wife it's immediately it. turns into bitch. It was literally like, and about like turn the song off. It was literally about like. <laughs> like it was literally about no, like that was the husband. Yeah. Like the song was literally like about like heartbroken losing someone. Yeah, and it, it's not very like danceable. Yeah, it's not it's not even wasn't, it, yeah, it wasn't even it was fucking weird. <laughs> but <laughs> she starts playing My Chemical Romance. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's just bringing down. But then, yeah, like but the next morning, yeah, she's in the so kitchen. Yeah, the wife, so yeah, the, the song plays. The wife goes back to mean mode. Did she snap back into being a bitch, or did she snap out from being a bitch? She snapped out of horny. She she snapped out of (laughs) horny. And went to her default bitch state. Oh, yeah, Yeah. that's her default. And the husband's telling her to shut it off and get in a little, little, uh... (laughs) Turn uh, off the song. Turn off the song. (laughs) And so, like, she does. She feels bad. (laughs) He feels bad. (laughs) He he feels bad later on. Anyways, everyone goes goes to bed, um... Horny, horny, um, but not, blue bald, but blue bald. Yeah, everyone goes to bed blue bald. Anyways, so yeah, the next, the next morning happens, and uh, the husband apologizes first, I think, and then the wife shows up later and uh, talks to her about it, and she's back to nice mode, but also subtly flirty, horny mode too. That's why we, it's like it's the same thing. Yeah, because <laughs> she's just like I apologize, like. Uh, it's just well, that song she, brings she, up a lot of bad memories for me. Yeah, yeah, things like that. Someone, uh, reminds her of someone special. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, I totally understand," and like that. But she's like, "You should know." Um, we have arrangement between my husband and I, <laughs> and she's, and she's like, "Oh no, don't worry, I don't plan on like." I don't like. I it's not. It's not like that between me and your husband. Like, no, it's okay if it is. He's a <laughs> handsome guy, and it's like what? <laughs> like, if something happens, something happens. If it happens, if if, if you fuck, she fuck. Yeah. <laughs> if he fucks, she fucks. As a uh, Drago would yeah. say, and what? Um, and that's when we all lose it because that's like basically like just confirming all our like, dumbass jokes. Yeah, it was confirming all of our dumb jokes, and we all lost it. It and was it, so fucking stupid. It was dumb. Um, I I, I don't know. There's something uh, admirable about a couple that's so confident in their relationship with each other. Um, and that they're so open and they're like very mature in how they deal with adding a third person to their car. I like okay. how you're talking so maturely while you're also loading a toy orange gun. <laughs> <laughs> now you say that, but then when you look at the context of what happens later in the film, it doesn't make sense why they have an arrangement like that. I, we, no, should prob- I, we should probably also mention, uh, you don't want to be in that kind of business relationship. Because there's nothing good that comes out of it. No. Hey, but she's getting paid well. It's implied that she's getting paid well. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, it's very easy to make money when you're not paying for rent. Yes. Yeah. Um, or food. There's also, like, uh, 
You're only a just working uh, 20 hour shifts. <laughs> a side story going on between her and like the grocery store guy, the grocery yeah. store delivery guy. It's not guy. much of a Whole, story. We're going to call him um, Whole Foods Luke. Yeah. Whole Foods Luke. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he was cute. And she's like, oh, you're kind of cute. And then I don't know. Talk, it was, and that's it. <laughs> it was kind of, I, it was kind of implied or actually, I was the only one that was implying that uh, John Caleb and Luke were <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Mostly because they had, like, such great chemistry. They had such a great chemistry. He was like, this is our grocery boy, Luke. And then they, like, held hands yeah. and then gave him a kiss on the cheek. Um, <laughs> See, it, if it's for the wife, it's a pool boy. But if it's for the husband, it's a grocery, it's a, it's a grocery boy. delivery grocery boy. Delivery boy. He, can, and he's like, can you bring me some Malamars? And Luke's like, oh, is that my new nickname? <laughs> Malamar. <laughs> I can sneak some in from the wife. <laughs> I, can, I can sneak some in through the back. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, but um, I, I don't want to spoil, like, the twist or anything yeah, that right. happens near the end. Cause we can like, spoil that in, like, the actual special. It, in the actual interview? Yeah. I suppose so, yeah. So, for now, I guess you guys just want to... It gets convoluted, but it's hilarious and Um, so the the thing that's being set up is that uh the the husband and wife are suspicious of something. Um they're like I don't know why they're suspicious. Yeah. And like uh eventually they start pointing that suspicion at Taylor. Um and it's only because of coincidence. Yeah. yeah. She happens to like just be No, it's yeah. actually just out of nowhere really because she goes to the grocery store with uh, Emily to go get ice cream. She's talking with the grocery boy. It She's is all talking to her sister on the phone. And they're like, <laughs> these are all suspicious things to them because they're like super amped up on this bad thing that they might have done. And it's like... On fucking paranoia and juice. it's kind of just like, uh, it, it's at the ending of the movie that you figure out like what it is that they're freaked out about. So there's like a thing, uh, there's an air of mystery as is common to a lot of just lifetime movies, uh, someone's either always cheating on someone, or someone's always falling in love, or, <laughs> or or someone's murdered someone, and no one wants to find. Uh, like one person doesn't want to find out. I yep. think, out of any lifetime movie you can watch, I legitimately enjoyed this one. Yeah, it was fun. It, yeah, it was yeah, a fun. So little watch. like, if you have to watch one with your mom, like Kevin does, <laughs> I would. I, I don't know. Do this I, one. I think it's mostly because like I'm older, whereas while my mom was watching, yeah, I'm sorry, it doesn't cock. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, out of context. Um, <laughs> sorry, I was trying to cock a shotgun. <laughs> okay, <laughs> guys, we're recording. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe yeah, it was we because, are like, I was That's a why. teenager and. Fucking, I just wanted to watch cartoons, and my mom was using the TV to watch Lifetime movies. Hey, man, uh, it's okay. My mom wanted to watch Grease. It's cool. Like, I watch Grease every time? Every time. <laughs> I watched Grease 12 times. Tell me more, Plus, tell me more. probably more in my lifetime. I don't want, I... Has it has it turned into a hate relationship to you, or do you, like, admire and enjoy the movie? I mean, I still think it's an... I mean... I think it's okay movie still. I like I like the the that is repressed resentment. That is that is repressed resentment. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. You, you see it once and you're, it's like you're like okay. I like I like honestly. That's probably what sparked my like subtle love for musicals. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I, it came from Greece, but it's also no, like yeah, no, so no. far deep in my subconscious because like I also don't really want to watch Greece anymore <laughs> because I've watched it so many times. Not of my own volition. 
Can you, like, recall, like, scenes exactly as they play out? Like, do you think you can describe, like, a specific scene as, like, every character does this, and then they say this line, like, just line by line? I haven't watched the movie <laughs> since I was 10. Uh, okay. But I've seen it so many times before that, but I don't remember most of it because it's been such a long... I adamantly do my best to dodge the movie whenever yeah. I can now, so it's been so long. But like, I'm sure when a song comes up, I could probably sing it. There's... Uh, I remember I used to have like such great memory as, as a kid. I remember... Um, not anymore, though. <laughs> they say depression gets rid of your memory. TikTok has killed it. Not yeah, not anymore. I used to remember that I could like watch an episode of something or an entire movie and just like kind of recall the exact order of lines said or like the exact like order of actions that were done. Um, it's, it's pretty pretty weird. Damn. But there was this. Uh, I remember the new episode new Spongebob episode that came out that week um, was the one where Spongebob was getting a bodyguard um, because someone was killing him. And my friend who didn't get to watch it the night prior, um, I, it was like after school, like the day after that. So you just rambled yeah, off I, I beat for just, beat. Yeah, beat for beat, scene for scene, line for line. I knew it. I remembered exactly the lines that were said, um, acted it out, and I was like, yep, that was the new episode that you missed. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Now I can't even remember character names uh, that were introduced 10 minutes prior. Man, I... Actually, no, I'm, I, I'm getting better. The only reason why I even know, like, certain, like, character names is because it's in the actual, like, name of the show. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Um, Sometimes you, mean, like, you there's, know... there's no one named Au Pair in this movie? Oh, God. Oh, man. I thought her name was Taylor Au Pair. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure there was a character named Nightmare, right? Probably. <laughs> this Nightmare from Soul Calibur. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? She's in one of the photos of, like, the family. <laughs> so, we watched another Chris Lamont joint. Oh, uh, watch Oprah um, Nightmare. Yeah, watch, yeah. I, I would recommend that. Watch one. it with your mom. Get closer with her. Yes, yeah. you haven't talked to her in a while. Uh, give her a call. Give, yeah, the give pandemic's been tough. They yeah. haven't seen you in some time. They Yeah, they're worried about you. But uh, the next movie we watched... Moving on. ...was not not as fun to watch. I think this is... Well, de uh, definitely less involvement from... Quote-unquote hard to watch. ...from a uh, friend of the show, Chris. Um, because he just wrote the screenplay for this. And... Uh, I'm willing to deflect some blame. The story wasn't written by him, but uh, the screenplay was like they only him and Joe Russo did the screenplay for it. Which is why we're super excited for the interview, so Kevin can ask, "Who can I blame for this?" <laughs> so, like, uh, so uh, for those who don't know, like me, who's too lazy to look it up sometimes, what's there between a screenplay and actually like writing it? So. It some, most of the time, not much, because sometimes the screenplay, uh, the screenwriter uh, is the one that made up the story and turned it into a script. Um, but the screenplay uh, is just basically just turning it into a script. Whereas the story writer could have been the guy that wrote um, shit on a napkin or a post-it note. Okay. And for some, and like fleshed it out in that post-it note or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and Got then it. the screenplay so was turned it into like a readable format. So when it says story by, and then you see some another one that says screenplay by, story by is like he said, they wrote out a word document saying this is what I want to have happen. These are the story beats. Make it a movie, and then the screenplay goes, okay, I'll make it a movie, and then actually writes it in the proper. Gotcha. 
So enter scene right. Yes. Um, but yes, this next movie. Um, when did it come out? Came out 2020, same year as Au Pair Nightmare. I, actually, I, I would like to say Au Pair Nightmare um, was done, and I got a chance to actually see it when it first premiered at one of our Arizona Oh, theaters. fucking oh, flexing. Um, yeah, shit. flexing so oh, hard right Although now. I don't think it, I don't remember it being called Au Pair Nightmare. But um, uh, the, the dream was that it would get picked up by Lifetime and get chopped around and eventually did. Uh, years later... And it got dropped on Lifetime in the year of our Lord, 2020. Anno Domini. Um, <clears throat> Hard Kill, which I'm assuming was also made... By the way, that's the next movie we're talking about, it, is Hard uh, it was Kill. It was also probably made like years ago and then got released to uh, Blu-ray, DVD, and Netflix. And streaming services, but... In the year of our Lord... 2020. 2020. The year of COVID. The year... Uh, the, yeah, starring Bruce Willis and... Uh, fuck, what's the other actor's name? I don't think there are any other actors. <laughs> I mean, the, okay, so... For like, no, no, the other guy he starred with, he starred in, like, Hollywood films. Like, legitimately. I don't doubt that. Um, so, the the other than Bruce Willis, the other big name for me is Ava Marie. Because... Which one's that one? Uh, that's Sasha. She's the, she's the uh, only woman Jesse, in there. Um, There's two Clough. women in there. Metcalf. Yeah, Jesse Metcalf. Uh, I have no idea. I've never seen his work, but he looks good. I think he oh, acted fine. Yeah. Okay. I knew I recognized him. He's from John Tucker Must Die. He's the. He's John <laughs> Is Tucker. He John, okay, okay. Yeah. I never seen. He's that also one. in the Dead Rising movies. Oh, okay. And there he, are Dead Rising movies. Oh, yeah. I, ow, I know where. I know who he is. Then okay. He's also in quite a few Lifetime movies. I don't. Ah. Okay. So Ava Marie, if you're a fan of wrestling. <laughs> Is Ava Marie? Let's that's, go. That's it. Uh, actually, she's credited as Natalie Ava Marie, and uh, she's a terrible actress. And she has wait, been, which one is she again? The, the one with fucking the hair. only woman in the movie. There are three in the whole movie, <laughs> so you had a really sexist Kevin. Yeah, what are you talking Kevin? about? I forgot that Ava was a character, <laughs> <laughs> even though she was the MacGuffin for the entire. Thing. I forgot she was the damsel this dress. Oh Ava Marie plays Sasha. She's the one with the purple hair. She's the badass okay. uh, military marine soldier, which should never be confused. Um, and she is a professional wrestler since 2013. Um, you know, she got her break in NXT and uh, was part of the WWE, started Total Divas, etc., etc. Um, eventually got let go, I think, in 2020? Probably because she's a terrible actress. <laughs> I did, you, well, there are a lot of um, people that use professional wrestling as uh, a springboard to go into their acting career. And some have done it very successfully, i.e. The Rock, John Cena, uh, Dave Batista. I think Dave Batista's more successful than John Cena. Oh, no, 100%. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But John Cena has proven himself to be a good comedic actor. Yeah. Because I, I mean, like him in doing comedies. Wait, did he's he, like, in general. Did he, like, he, cash out to also, like, do something for China with, like, the whole, like, uh, well, that was still, hilarious. He's still that was so part funny. of the WWE. It. He owned it so much, too. <laughs> Do you guys or, see that commercial? Yeah. Where, where he's talking about ice cream? Yeah. No, he goes, he goes to China. No, he is talking about uh, ice cream he's talking, in the video. No, we're talking about the one with him in the car. You're talking about him at, like, a press conference, right? No, he goes to, like, a mall in China and talks about all the 
food that they got there and like yeah because he's, the, he's the, how how how, uh, how much stuff they have at this mall and the great things about china and it's and he owns it so well i'm like oh my god <laughs> it's, and it's uh, plus five thousand social credit points to john china anyways <laughs> um uh, I think I I I mean like I uh, is like one not really a guilty pleasure. I like seeing whenever um, a, a professional wrestler like goes into movies, and I did like uh, in high school watch a lot of like because um, WWE had a studio. Yes, and they pumped out some movies starring their starring yes. some of their stars. Quite a few with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, I think the Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't think I've ever seen good. any of those. There, there was one. They're that, not great. There was one that I think I really enjoyed. I think it was like Unforgiven or something. Um, but it stars Kane. Um, yeah, and he was like just a. It was just like a killer monster type thing. But it was like his same character when that he does on stage. Sorry, on the ring. Um. <laughs> So it was like natural for him and it was fine. Uh, I remember my dad um, watching 13 Rounds starring John Cena. <laughs> and I was also excited for that movie because like when I was watching wrestling, they would advertise like the movies like check out John Cena in 13 Rounds coming out uh, this summer, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think Triple H has done some stuff. Uh, it's, I think I remember seeing Big Show in a thing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no. Um, totally didn't know that Ava Marie was in this. Uh, and she is always crying. <laughs> um, That's so, so funny. You know what, Kevin? It. What is Hard Kill about? Um, so it tries really hard to not tell you what the movie is about. Um, yeah, it really does. So it doesn't want you to know. It's a secret. <laughs> So it's very like it's such a simple movie, and I and I and I wrote that in my notes. The setup sucks. <laughs> Anyways, uh, terrorist group um, led by uh, a man whose name I fucking hate. The Pardoner. Oh uh, yeah, the uh, Pardoner. What is, the, what is their worst like? Super cool criminal Worst name I ever name fucking ever. heard. Anyways, I thought they were saying the partner. Yeah, because I thought he was like a partner of the company. <laughs> no, no, he's he's Bruce Willis's partner. <laughs> um, anyways, the partner is like the super villain of this movie. Uh, previous to this movie, him and the main character Miller um, had some bad blood because they got into a shootout where Miller and his uh, elite squad were protecting a VIP. And the partner was able to, I guess, kill their VIP, and so they killed their the mission. Yeah, and shot him in the back, so he has like scars. Um, anyways, the partner uh, has somehow acquired uh, the MacGuffin, which uh, you don't know what the MacGuffin is, other than it's Project Seven Two Five. And Project Seven Two Five originally was owned by Chapter House. Which you don't know, you know it's a company that makes, makes a lot, a lot of money. makes something, and makes a lot of money because and, they definitely tell you they make a lot of money. Yeah, and Chapter House's CEO is none other than the big draw of this movie, Bruce Willis, who is both uh, Devin Chalmers and, and Dayton Chalmers and, or Donovan Chalmers. They, uh, they, 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 the subtitles, the credits. Honestly, and, I, I just felt like he was just playing his character from Die Hard. No, no, I no, fuck you. not. <laughs> fuck you for saying that he was playing. Mike. Di- 
Mike, listen, we we love you, but like sometimes you're wrong. Sometimes my opinion hurts. You need to watch Die Hard. I can watch Die Hard. You need to rewatch Die Hard. Christmas, you. Christmas is coming. Yeah, you need to watch that. Um, you know, that's anyways. what we can watch for our Christmas movies. We watch that. We review Die Hards. So, uh, did they all take place in Christmas? I don't think so. Only no, not all the diehards. Yeah, no. so uh, Bruce Willis enacts the help of Miller um, to, and pulls him out of retirement. He says, hey, uh, the partner, you know, your known friend and enemy, um, has taken Project 725, and I need you to put a team together to come get it back. And Miller is like, mm, I don't know. And then uh, he's like, I am going to give you a lot of money with a bunch of zeros it's not really and we'll pay it up front and that uh, it's not really disclosed how much money it is but throughout the entire movie it's implied that it's a lot <laughs> um and then they which... bring in their token friend so uh you get kind of introduced <laughs> to the crew at the bar well no you gotta you gotta do the uh you you yeah yeah son of a b i'm in and then they, they... <laughs> you son of a bitch <laughs> well, actually they do that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what i'm saying no but um so the so the introduction to um uh chalmers fox and miller all meeting together uh takes place inside a limo and one of the just the funniest thought is not very funny uh, one of those funny thoughts that i had in my mind is that this is such an awkward place to hold this yeah. conversation because it's like they crawl into the limo it's very unflattering and also yeah. like this they're super far apart from each yeah. other it's uh and it's like uh this could have been at either uh at an office or somewhere but like it's taking place in the limo and uh, the place they always gotta be moving they're always trying to make money and the, always... the ceiling is so low that you have to like bend down and crawl and it just looks fucking awkward but it's a good thing bruce willis is already seated so we don't have to look at his ass but like yeah <laughs> When Miller and Fox walk into the car, it's just like, it's, it's the camera shot is from behind them, and they're just like crawling and clamoring into their seat, and it's just like, oh god, this looks so good. Um, very embarrassing, guys. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, you're kind of introduced to. Uh, I'm skipping some parts for uh, reasons. Um, introduce the crew at the bar. Uh, so you're first introduced to Sasha, um, played by Ava Marie. Uh, she's drinking herself under the table with. A club soda and lime. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she looks obviously depressed. You have no idea why she's depressed and you never find out. Um, there's... I think his uh, so name is also Brad. Uh, so many Brads! Uh, it's just a very sweet, drunk guy. He's like... I I, I want to talk to her. And he's like, yeah, you should. And you know what she likes? She likes it when you put your arm around her. And he's like... Yeah. No, 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 yeah, turn around and kiss her. Women love that. It's what he told her. <laughs> and like the guy, okay. So I, I wouldn't, I won't defend people who are just like assholes in movies and shit. But this guy legitimately is like, are you sure she, she'll be okay with that? Yeah, and he's like, like yeah, yeah, you're fine. Like and this guy was so trusting of this man, and he's he also looked, drunk and defenseless. Yeah, he's yeah. also drunk and defenseless, and you feel kind of bad at the same time. Like you should know for yourself, you shouldn't just do but, that to anyone. Like, you he legitimately was like, I kind of like her. I want to talk to her. <laughs> so he goes over and does it. And then she's like, I'll break your arm. And he's like, I'm sorry. Because yeah, just... he puts her arm around. He puts his arm around her. And she immediately like put, checks him and just like, oh, oh, fuck you. Yeah. I mean, it was uh, dong ding, chicken wing, burp. 
<laughs> what's that? What's that move called? Is it an arm lock? Arm lock? I don't know. Yeah, it's an arm lock, I guess. Armor lock? Uh, yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah, the people that actually go to Arm bar is what it is. Um, but... Is uh, Dash and Harrison. Actually, Harrison never says anything. But yeah, they're actually all friends. Yeah. yeah. Sasha, Dash, Harrison. They all used to do work together. Yeah, they... no, they all were in the core together. Is what's implied. It, are they Marines? Yeah, they're all Marines. Okay. It's both. They used to be Marines, yeah, they used to and, be they Marines used to do work and they used to work together. Work together. And they're also army soldiers. Anyways, <laughs> Miller <laughs> exactly. uh, Miller stops Sasha from breaking the poor dude's arm um, and says, Hey, I need you guys to do a job with me. There's a lot of zeros involved. And at first they're like, no. But then he's like, it's a lot of money though. But, okay. <laughs> um, and like they they have a lot of apprehensions with it because they're like you, Miller you're not in a good place especially after you got your ass kicked by the partner are you doing this just for revenge for the partner and, they and also the money decent questions yeah but at the same time some of their questions they're I'm like so easily convinced yeah, yeah. well like some like part of it is like from my they experience, trust friend. from my experience, yeah. like you know, when 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 Marines see a bunch of a bunch of cash, they they're like they all just like, where do we sign? They don't. Really they can buy so many crowns yeah. with like, this. That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> I was waiting for some of the jokes, and I, they, none of them were really coming. And I was like, ah. Uh. Were you expecting crayon jokes? I was. That, just, that's no, like one of the like, only jokes Marines make. No, there's there's other jokes. I thought that it were was other branches make jokes to about Marines that they eat crayons. No, we 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 laugh at ourselves all the damn time. Eating crayons, okay. Like you got the green weenie, you got the crayons, you got the, um, <laughs> uh, shoot the. Oh, he's got state secrets that he's about to divulge. Yeah. No. Just, oh God, no! It's not state secrets. It's just like dumb, dumb marine jokes, like boot jokes. Where and like, <laughs> Tell us your secrets. There and, was a uh, visual gag where I pulled a gun at Mike. Yeah. Everyone's gonna get a uh, a Mustang and. <laughs> Oh really? It's a stereotypical car for Marines. Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, and one of the like kind of saddest moments, I suppose, uh, is that uh, the entire time Harrison is like, "Nah, dog, this doesn't sound good, dog. I'm not into it." And Ava Marie says, "Hey, do it for me. There's a lot of money." (laughs) And he's like, "Fuck it, son of a bitch." (laughs) Exactly. He's still he's still very apprehensive, but it's like. They were so easily convinced. They were like, nah, nah, duh, dude, you're doing this to, uh, you're going down an unhealthy, like, well, path. This isn't good for you. Revenge isn't good. But that money, though. No, but, but Kevin, it's a lot of zeros. A lot of zeros. Assumingly. <laughs> a lot of zeros. Oh, and then, like, one of the dumbest decisions. So, they're supposed to go meet with Chalmers. Just to kind of get an idea of what work specifically they're doing. Oh, they're supposed to be with the building manager. Yeah. To figure out how to, like, set this place up to defend it. So they go, and Chalmers is like, oh, yeah, so I actually called the partner. Partner? He's going to be here. What? What? (laughs) What? The only thing we have are the guns we have in our car. That's it. He's like, but it was the only way to draw them out. And they're like, fuck. Okay. So the sure. So the, the uh, uh, Bruce Willis orchestrates basically a gunfight to watch for fun, because he asks the terrorist and 
four assholes he's never met and before. And his bodyguard. To meet in this warehouse and duke it out, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're like, you're going to go into this room? Shut the fuck up and stay here. Because they only had yeah. Bruce Willis for one day. Now, and they needed to get a shot. Now they're all vehemently mad, which makes sense because they were lied to. They, yeah. They're not... They're obviously ill-prepared for what's about to go down. to their deaths. Because they were told to wear civilian clothing and just to bring their guns. And that's it. And, like, it's... And I think think they have a couple other things, but, like, nothing... So, the the weird thing is that you don't know if Bruce Willis, like, wants to kill Miller. Yeah. (laughs) Set him up for this giant trap where an entire uh, army is going to fucking kill him. Because either or you're actually, dumb enough to try to get, to almost get me killed, or you're just actively trying. Or, like, legitimately, I need you to protect me. That's why I'm only going to give you the bare minimum. Like, the, the, the thing that Fox says is that he doesn't want the authorities involved, and he doesn't want the larger group involved, because it has to be, like, yeah. only and trusted people, and also with if a secret project. Also, yeah. if there's more, uh, if the authorities are involved, then Pardoner might not come. Yeah. Then, like, you have infinite resources just hide a bunch of guns and like turrets and like secret traps and shit in the warehouse so that like a bit, like so that partner doesn't know and that they're actually prepared I, and I, this is like a <clears throat> dilapidated warehouse had to have been gone I, 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 I kind of see his thought process a little bit because Okay, hear me out on I this. I believe them up hear to me, a point until, like... Hear me out on this. The reason why he... So, the what? first of all, the reason why he, they uh, the place couldn't be, you know, like, properly prepped and everything like that is because he knows that the partner knows. is already reconning this place, so uh-huh. he can't set it up to, so, like, to be defended because then he wouldn't show up. And he couldn't bring a big force because he knew he wouldn't show up. And he couldn't bring in heavily armed guys because he knew he wouldn't show up. He needs this man to show up, so he has to bring in enough guys to show that he wants to protect himself, but not enough, uh-huh. to, but not enough, enough guys to where they don't think that they can't take over whatever they're trying to do. I also think that it's a little bit weird that um, they would decide to use like Miller and his crew, mm-hmm. specifically them who have met and fought the partner. To like fight him again for some reason because the partner was gonna come anyways. He he wanted Bruce Willis. Well, he, he also he also needed guys he could trust. Remember, he needed guys who are he would be he believed that would be on his side and do and the would right it, thing. Like, go yeah, it wouldn't leave him if they were if the things were to go south. Wow. He okay. needed to choose guys that would follow the, their way through. Which, to be fair, if this was to actually happen. They better be asking for a much bigger payday, but no one said anything about it. They were just like, you got paid half up for it. And I was like, no, fool, now it's double. You're paying me the rest now. <laughs> no, 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 he said is... he paid them all up front. No, he paid them half he now, paid them half, half front. Oh, okay. And then after the job's done. Either way, Bruce Willis phones in his acting so hard through this like whole movie. He's like yeah. speaking so quietly, like very... Monotone only. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, it's like made worse in later scenes where he's either being tortured or his loved ones being tortured oh, or yeah. he's getting like beat up and he's just like staring quietly. So should we go with the big reel of all why he went through this convoluted way of doing this? So the project is quantum AI. That's it. You don't it's they're just like it can be used for 
uh, finances, uh, medical, all of this. It can pay off your student loans. It can it, suck your dick. And but they don't uh, explain how or why. They no, just no, they, say, they explain it. Uh, it's well, what was the exact words? It's uh, quantum AI. I yeah, just no, said no, it. that's what I'm saying. But he's, he's but the one of the dudes said it specifically because he. Because he's, you know, uh, he's, he's signed tech crunch, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's part of TechCrunch or something he's like that. He subscribed to TechCrunch, but it's, no, but it's, all, all it's he said AI was, on steroids is what he said. That's, 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 see, there you go. Quantum AI is explained. binary on steroids. Yeah, binary on steroids. Which is literally. Explained. It's explained. It's explained. Okay, so it's, <laughs> I guess it's fucking implied. Okay, so I would like if this quantum AI, what, like, acted like a person or whatever, or is like a, a character. But yeah. uh, the quantum AI is basically a bunch of gibberish code on a screen with a bunch of password prompts on it. They just yeah. wanted but, to use quantum as a buzzword. Yeah. yeah. So that way people would people be like, that's oh, not how it works. it's new and important. Yeah, but it's like, okay, so this quantum AI uh, is implied because it's already done uh, that it can hack into any piece of technology and either shut it down, do whatever you want with Just it. Just give you access. Yeah, but so... And it uh, technically makes sense because that's what quantum mechanics are, is it's everything and... No, that's what it, it is. It's everything, but it's all done at the same time and it's really well, weird. Well, I know, but So, in theory, it could hack into anything because it knows the password all the time because it can do every combination at the same time. But it, that's it, just brute okay, force. So that's it, not knowing no, the no, combination. No, it, it doesn't type them in all like one at a time. It types it in all at the same time. Okay, Which in theory, can't... you could just think like, okay, I guess it it thinks of every like possible combo and it just gets the right one every time because But that's not explained in. in the movie. It's not explained in the movie at all. It's unless too you convoluted. Know, unless you know how quantum mechanics work. Yeah, it's... It's just... Binary on steroids. I don't, yeah, I don't think quantum steroids. mechanics has anything to do with this. Well, that's anyway. the idea of quantum AI. No, that, that's what I'm thinking. The, okay, hold on. The, we're getting braided. That's where I understood it as, because I was like, okay, that's how I understood it, at least okay, for me. I, so, anyways, the, the, that's that's the first MacGuffin. The second MacGuffin is the Chalmers' daughter is also held prisoner by the partner. Yes. Of her own, oh, my God, that, that hmm? daughter. Okay, is, so... Uh, the Ava Chalmers, um, the, the character I forgot about Chalmeru, <laughs> actually like invented um, and wrote the programming for Project Seven Two Five, and in her infinite wisdom, wanted to test it out on the field. So she seeked out a terrorist. Hey, can you test this out for me? Because if I get some data that th- shows that this AI can work. I'll be able to convince the board at Chapter House to let me like use it to help for the world. humanitarian needs. Yeah. To, to be fair, the partner is all about um, taking down the bourgeoisie in a sense. So <laughs> yeah. that's probably why she went to him. Okay, so so there's this uh, scene where uh, the partner who I don't know if you guys got this like impression is like uh, also discount Bradley Cooper. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was talking about his ideals and philosophy about how greed is the root of all yeah. evil <laughs> and that we need to take out all uh, debts, take down all of the banks, uh, take, take down, down all of the power. politicians. To, yeah, fucking Tyler Durden, the motherfucker watched Fight Club once, and now he wants to become the <laughs> yeah, new American. It's going to be in here. Yeah, but that's his solution to everything. And for some reason, he got, gathered enough um, 
influence. Yeah, gather enough influence and uh, supporters from other people to build this PMC. Yeah. That he's great. He's able to take uh, care of all, all these uh, acts. Ava went to this person. Yeah. To test out that. To test the out. The most powerful AI to ever exist. exist. Ever. To for. Hoping that he'll use it for humanitarian, like. Uh, for good. Yeah. And the, the, the funny thing is that. Um, so, the reason why she's talking to a terrorist in the first place is because the board of directors at Chapter House are We're gonna wanted, use it. wanted to use the AI for military. Uh, military reasons. So, that means they already know what the AI is capable of. It's cu- capable of humanitarian things, but we just want to use it for more money in military operations. But that's what but she was saying. But yeah, for some reason, she thinks they don't believe the AI can, can do all that. So she needs data to prove that the AI can do it for humanitarian things. Even Except though, the board of directors doesn't give a fuck. They, they know it can be yeah, they, humanitarian. well aware that they, it could they, be. Yeah, they just see where they can make the most money with yeah. it. And she even says it too, which is even worse. Is like They just see the dollar signs. And I was like, yes! So you didn't need to test it in the field. You yeah. already knew. And it's so weird that like the CEO... I, I have no idea how businesses work. Um, like... So apparently, like Bruce Willis was on board, was like behind her all the way. Well, he had a board of directors, which is that's the point, is so the CEO doesn't do anything wild. Yeah, and that's what the board of directors is for. So, like, so kind of the board of directors works for the stockholders. Yeah, and yeah. everyone, the CEO down, works for the board of directors. Yeah, yeah. the CEO really just manages the company. But this, but the board directors make final decisions on so, things. So, like Chalmers, will, usually they line up. But in this Ch- case, yeah, didn't. Chalmers might be like, "No, we're going to use this for humanitarian things," and then the board of directors can step in and be like, "No, yeah, that's not going to increase our stock. And in fact, this would be more beneficial. Yeah. This is what we're doing. This is what you're approved to do." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Rare's in the field. He gets it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're one of those people that. Uh, Wants to turn every uh, new product into a military weapon and for more money. You know, we're I'm, <laughs> I'm working on weaponizing this podcast somehow. <laughs> but it was like, listen, I, I've seen those dollar signs and I kind of want to be a part of I, it. <laughs> I want to I get more. Um, okay, so I think, so production-wise, uh, I, I this, love that they basically found a warehouse in Ohio and said, let's just make a movie and film it all <laughs> but in But then, okay, so... One thing that drove me fucking nuts when I watched this. Do they not know how buildings work? Because <laughs> at one point, fucking Chalmers and his daughter walk down the stairs from this one room because they're trying to hide from the guys. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, they're walking down from the top of the clock tower. Yes. And, like, hold, what? No, hold on. Yeah, and know, then all of a sudden, they're like, they found us. And the partner and his goons walk down from the top of the clock tower. That's not how buildings work. I, I like to think... You can't access a clock tower from above it. Yeah. Unless you're I, already I, in the I, clock I like tower. I think that there's two ways to get to the clock tower, and they just kind of all went from the That's same no, direction. That is not back. how clock towers okay, work. Okay, so there are some inconsistencies. There's yeah, like, I mean, I'm sure there are. I, that's just the way oh, I like and to then believe one, it. And then um, whenever people get shot... But it's like a PNG of a blood spurt that appears on screen. <laughs> there's, there's, they couldn't afford squibs, and they couldn't afford good CG blood. Yeah. I mean, there's a scene where uh, Bruce, Willis. Bruce Willis shoots a gun with his right hand, and then it cuts back to him, and he's shooting it. And he's and holding the gun hand. with his left hand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, there. Uh, there's also a scene where... Um, so they... Uh, the, the first time 
um, the terrorist forward uh, Ava as like a peace offering. Yeah, yeah. With Bradley Cooper showing his cool golden gun. Yeah. So he's such a chad. He's, he's downloaded the DLC skin and he's prestige like five times. Wait, um, who again? Sorry, I just... The partner. The partner. He looks like Bradley yeah, Cooper. Uh, that's, that's, that was, yeah, that was, so that's right. That, that I just wanted to make a note for a man. to the building. Yeah. Um, uh, they, they show it, uh, whatever. It's not locked. <laughs> when they try to infiltrate that same entrance, that same building, it's that same entrance, locked. it's then locked from the outside. <laughs> so they have to take a blowtorch to melt the lock from the outside. Why? <laughs> or how about when they were trying to radio into their team and they're like, they're blocking our signal. But then suddenly when the B team goes in, they're able to radio in just fine. Well, no, um, they, it's only their radio signals. That's or, working. okay, and then the other thing is that they're... At one point, the partner's like, are the cameras, are you, are you in the cameras yet? Almost. He's like, what cameras? I, I was like, it's like, a 10 year old abandoned yeah, building. Yeah, I was like, what? this building has cameras? It has power? No, yeah. When they, yeah. When, they said, when uh, Ava, like, said, we need to go to the control room and cut the generator and cut the power to the building. And I'm like, this building also has power? Yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> And it has uh, its own generators? This fucking piece of shit building still has functioning cameras and power? Because crackheads would have stripped every piece of copper wiring out of that <laughs> place by now. Uh, I also like the fact that this that uh, that this partner has a freaking golden gun and he's all about the downfall of greed. But he has to have a golden, golden gun. Because <laughs> irony. It's all about irony. Shut up. You don't get it. Um... And then uh, you, very late into the movie, you get introduced to Emma, which is uh, the partner's hacker, yeah, hacker girl, uh, and she's the one hacker goth GF. <laughs> uh, and uh, they they log in a bunch of filing cabinets made to look like supercomputers. Um, but she's like just hacking away, clicking clacking oh. into her keyboard, trying to access like the cameras and shit. She's like, no, they're taking down the cameras. I can't see them. Um, what am I... Okay, so, uh, you can believe, and you, it's kind of implied that they're very good at their job, like Miller and his crew. Sure. Uh, and they're, like, doing stealth assassinations and shit, but they're so fucking loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, during stealth part, like, instead of trying to take out the cameras by, like, knocking them out or hitting them, they're just like, shoot the cameras! They won't know where we're at if we're shooting the cameras! Or, uh, if... Uh, they're sneaking by, like, uh, two scouts. They'll make loud-ass footsteps or shoot unsilenced guns, yeah. like, three feet away, but because they pass by, they don't hear them. Or, like, whatever. But, like, I, I don't know. It was just, just bullshit. But well, you remember, they don't understand how buildings work, so they could be, like, across the other true. side. They're yeah, on no, the other okay, side so of the like, building. They think as soon as the guards go through the doorway, they're suddenly on the other side of the campus. This yeah. also, like... Uh, the building is so very open. It's its own character. Yeah. It's, it's, so, it's it all is just, a very open it's building. It's all just pillars. There's nowhere for you to hide, and Behind it should be pillars. very easy for you to like find shit, find anyone. Yeah. Um, because like they build like a safe house, which is like the employee break room. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they go in there like four times just to kind of recoup. Uh, like uh. <laughs> It's the Resident Evil safe zone. Yeah, it's like no one's a, no no bad guys are allowed in there. And meanwhile, Fox is also bleeding out in yeah. there, and he survives the entire movie by just holding onto his shoulder the entire time. Um, but yeah, one of my small gripes is that 
because everyone in Miller's crew is just like kind of good at everything. They, I, I kind of wish that they were like specialized, you know, like every action movie. Demolition. Te- yeah, yeah. I was kind of hoping they'd be specialized. Yeah, I, too. I, I'd hope that like one of them would be, be the sniper. One of them's like the heavy weapons guy. One of them's like really good at like hand to hand combat. I mean, they're all just uh, base marines. Yeah, they're all just which like, is not bad. I mean, like it they, didn't like show that they were like they couldn't afford the fighter pass. Yeah, it's not like they were like. Uh, Superhuman or anything like that. They were like, they, it's not like they were all good at like hacking, lock picking, and like you know, like all. I they know, were just good soldiers. At one point, Miller broke someone's neck by backhanding him super hard. <laughs> I mean, like, have you seen Star Trek? Uh, you know the yeah. the Falcon, the Falcon, the, the, the Vulcan the, the pinch, Vulcan pinch that just knocks them out. That doesn't kill them. We don't know. He's probably sleeping. Okay. <laughs> he, he probably just felt it. Was like ah. Oh, you fix my bat, my neck pain, and then you're like, I can sleep now. But no, but, like, and the partner is just super cartoonish. Yeah, yeah. because his he is uh, ideals villain. Like, it's just spouting like move, random movie ideals. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so the the way also the Miller's team, uh, elite team, like, I I wish that they use the building to their advantage. I wish they just use they like yeah. use tactics. In any way, like you know, put someone in I, a high vantage point. I was hoping point. they'd have like. I'd hope that they'd at least have someone in a high vantage point I because was, they have limited resources. Yeah. Like you know, uh, even or you know they could have used the clock tower, which granted it apparently has three ways to enter the clock <laughs> tower: one below, one above, and one through a mystic door. One, one through a helicopter. Yeah, yeah, and it's like they don't have a helicopter in the scene. By the way, I'm just assuming. I. I I enjoy whenever a character in a movie is smarter than me. Yeah. But, like, they're all equally dumb. Yeah. But they're still outsmarting the partner. Because, <laughs> yeah. And it's so sad because the uh, the the head soldier, I guess, for the partner is like, we're losing men out there. They've got the front and the side entrance, like, barricaded. Uh, and he's like, I, I'm sorry. We'll pray for them. And it's like you're sent. You're we're sacrifice good men. It's like, do you still believe in our cause? Go in there. <laughs> it's like they they have no tactics at all. They're yeah, like, fucking brute forcing it. And in. like these guys, they have the equipment needed to like blow them all up if they wanted to. I just don't know why they didn't. Because they need Chalmers alive, and they don't want to accidentally kill him. Yeah, but like I, at that point, I thought they got him already. Or no. No, no, I, I Chalk, no, no Bruce Willis is too busy not getting paid uh, in the that room. No, I, I, for, I forget that he's at. Uh, I forget that at the point he's captured. He's in the budget room. <laughs> no, at the point that Bruce Willis gets captured is the point where they all think they're dead. I think right or something like that. Uh, no, because they had they had a shootout and then yeah, uh, they don't know that Miller and everyone's dead or anything. Okay. They just captured Chalmers, so they're just like. We don't need to focus solely on capturing them now because we have what we want. Ava now left. Yeah. yeah. So there. So the damsel in distress, the person that needs to be rescued, and also the MacGuffin, like changes place like three times. Um. One. So Ava, uh, is with the partner, and then Ava escapes, and then the partner gets Bruce Willis, and then now uh Ava needs to go get Bruce Willis and needs the help of Miller, and then eventually. Ava and Bruce Willis get captured by the partner, and every and they're just like playing hot potato on like their yeah. the kidnappers and the kidnappees. Um, 
And the, the funniest thing is that they have Bruce Willis and his daughter just zip tied oh. with their wrists bound from the front, just sitting down in a chair. It's mm-hmm. not they're not even bound to the fucking chair. They could just leave and they could just well, stand no, up. They and got leave. they got guys with guns watching them. Well, eventually they stopped having gun yeah. guys with guns stopping them <laughs> yeah. because eventually at the end, uh, like near the end, she Miller just has leaves. Miller has killed everyone. Hey, <laughs> eventually the partner was, still has his golden gun. Obviously, Bruce Willis doesn't want to test his skill with his gun. <laughs> And like, and, like it's a, and it's supposed to be that like the uh, discount Bradley Cooper is gonna. Uh, so I, I don't think we explained this. The super secret quantum AI only triggered once, and that was to crash a plane for some reason. Um, but because Ava has a conscience, decides to lock the AI, and you need two fail safes to unlock it. So they have hers, but they need the password from. Uh, Bruce Chalmers. Yes, from mm-hmm. Bruce Willis. And Bruce Willis will not give the password, and he w- and uh, Discount Bradley Cooper uh, is willing to, like, torture him for it, um, which he doesn't, at least on screen. Well, as fact, far, and I don't think he was going to torture him anyways because he had the daughter, too, and he's like... And he knows he's not because Bruce Willis even says like you're not gonna get anything from me like yeah and then he's by like torturing me and he's like I don't need to and then he goes over to the daughter right yeah and he points the gun at the daughter and then he's like if you shoot her you don't get the password and he's like ah fuck <laughs> and so he just so he's like and so he just like, slaps her in the yeah, face and it's like you're not you wouldn't want to shoot her anyways because he, like you're just gonna want to torture you don't want to actually kill her. Cause that's the rule is the whole point. You just yeah, want to put that in as much pain as possible until you get that dang password. Except he doesn't do any torturing. He's no, like, he does a smack. He smacks her yeah, and no, she bleeds from the mouth. Yeah, and it's and, it, and, it's she's, that, insult, oh, and she's out of breath now and she's just like maybe, trying to breathe. Maybe in Joe Russo was still in his lifetime movie <laughs> frame of mind, so he's like, we can't go too far. But okay, uh, it was also that they didn't want to like ruin Bruce Willis's face. So would you recommend this movie? No. Honestly, no. This this is a hard pass. This no. is, Chris, this is, we have so many questions for you. This hard kill is a hard pass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey! They did it! Hey! That joke was tailor-made for you. Fuck. <laughs> that actually made sense, too. <laughs> sure, it's a callback. Yeah! yeah. All right. He did it. He was able to use it. Well, yeah. Um, that was hard kill and au pair nightmare. Fucking... A decent movie and a try. We we got so many questions for Chris. Yeah, it's, we're gonna we're gonna have you're, some. You're gonna want to listen. We're gonna have some low hanging fruit questions too. How how low does your fruit hang? <laughs> but, very no. good. Yeah, very good. That's our first question. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, great. Now if we don't ask that question, we're but, gonna get hey, in trouble. Uh, don't forget, we upload every week. You can find us on all major podcasting platforms. We also do have a Patreon and Twitter. Find us on there if you're uh, interested in helping us out. Again, I'm Ritter. I'm Mike. I'm Kevin. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye.